Welcome to the vault where you can find the code to unlock your success. In this space, I invite real, inspiring and successful experts. We have eye-opening conversations about the way to reach your highest potential in life and in business. We will cover the mastery of mindset, energy, emotions, transformation, sales, marketing, thriving in business without losing your authenticity and balance. Hi, I'm Sonia Martinovic and host of The Vault, an entrepreneur, mindset mastery and online business coach with an obsession on real transformation. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs and other influencers master the mindset and build a successful and impactful business. Do you want to break free from your limitations and express your truest self in business and in life? Is growth your game and success your aim? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to the vault. Let's start cracking your code. And welcome to another episode of The Vault. And this time I'm so excited because we have a high performance coach for specifically athletes. But there are so many touch points when it comes to business and high performance and athletes. That's going to be a very interesting interview. And today I have with me Lauren Ammon. At the age of five, Lauren was literally thrown into the pool so she would have something to do with her sister's swim meets. 17 years later, with a high school state championship and a top three finish in the Mid-American Conference, she said goodbye to a successful swimming career. This foundation, however, as a student athlete, set the tone for high achievement in the professional world. After 15 years in HR, Lauren received her professional coaching certification from IPAC to feed her passion for supporting others in reaching their full potential. She started a business focused on leadership development and career advancement, but while watching the 2020 Olympic Games, it all changed. As she watched... Simon Biles removed herself from the competition and Katie led a key to do everything in her power to hide her disappointment. Following a lackluster race, she knew who she was called out to serve, athletes. It was validated while Michael Phelps told the world, competition is overwhelming. We just want someone to listen to us, someone to support us mentally through the pressure-filled moments. So she specialized in working with athletes to master the mental part of the game. And her company, Performance Reimagined, exists to show athletes there is an outlet to be heard, seen, and supported mentally and emotionally at the same level they are physically. Leading with high energy and grit and unwavering commitment to her clients, Lauren's motto is make it happen. And she drives an unbashed belief that athletes already have everything they need to succeed at whatever they want. It's simply a matter of removing the mental clutter that blocks them from seeing their full potential. It's a matter of training their minds like they're training their bodies. Welcome, Lauren. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, I'm so excited because as I said, you know, it's there are so many touching points into high performance. Either it's for building your business or your vision or this this dream life you have in mind or getting or winning and really achieving high when it comes to being an athlete. So tell us a little bit more about your story. Tell us a little bit more about Lauren. Yeah, gosh. Well, you did such a great job of summarizing. Like you said, I was thrown into the pool at five years old um, because my mom needed something to do with me. And I absolutely fell in love with the sport of swimming. I am one of the rare athletes that was a single sport athlete. You hear a lot of times that athletes will do multiple 
multiple sports and then kind of find their niche at, you know, maybe a, a little bit before, probably around 12, 13, 14, something like that, starting to specialize. Well, I started to specialize at five. It I was something that. that really worked for me. Like my parents didn't pressure me. It was just something that I loved to do. And as I look back on that experience, it was just swimming was the most optimal platform that allowed me to create a level of performance that fit me. And so I carried that with me. And then of course I had to retire as anybody knows out there. Swimming is one of the most competitive sports in the United States. If you're not the top two, you're not really doing a lot. You know, you're not really making it to the Olympics is what I mean. And that was really kind of the only next step in terms of swimming. So I went into the professional world and found my performance just wasn't hitting the mark in a way that I was used to. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out why I just didn't feel at home. I didn't feel the drive. I didn't feel the passion. Yeah. And for 15 years, I just kind of trudged along. That was kind of the moment of "Mm, something's got to change here. Yes. Yeah. And that's when I went into coaching and found not only a skill set that really allowed me the opportunity to perform at the level I wanted to, but it was a truly mesmerizing and intoxicating self dis- self-discovery process. Yes. Yes. I can imagine. And I actually resonate for me switching from a, a sales management career to towards online entrepreneurship. It's a whole different ball game. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's where I found my passion. Yeah. So, so, and then did you miss the element of winning when you were in, in your HR period to say so? Yes. That is a great transition as I, felt that I was never winning. And by that, I mean, not that I was beating other people. Yeah. It was more that I couldn't find the win for myself. It always felt more of an uphill battle versus just a level of optimal performance, which for me is, is a definition of winning. Mm, Yeah. So, so what would you say, Lauren, what is optimal performance? What is for you the definition of optimal performance? Yeah. It's this formula that I came up with of, you know, after years of experience and, and a lot of my studying is that optimal performance equals connection times ease. And those two form or those two components of the formulas, connection is all about your why and your passion around it. Yeah. And when I'm working with athletes, and this applies in the business world as well, whether you're an entrepreneur or anywhere else, is feeling truly engaged and connected to what you're doing and why you're building it. It truly is at the core of optimal performance of being completely connected to what you're doing. And then on the ease side is more about, it's, I always describe it as the exponential factor, right? So the more you feel at ease with what you're doing and feeling truly connected to it, the more your performance will show and shine. Yeah. Just think about it. If there's any amount of of deteriorating stress. So stress that brings you down, right? So we all feel stress, right? Of a new challenge can be a little stressful, but if we're feeling connected to it and excited about it, we have an opportunity to truly perform at our top. But when that stress starts bringing our energy down and starts disengaging us from what it is we're actually trying to do, that's when performance becomes so difficult is because we're trying to fight something that we don't necessarily either feel connected to or at 
ease with doing. Yeah. And I can imagine, especially, you know, if it's high and we will get back to how it's connected to business, of course. But, you know, when I look at, I read this article of yours and I was watching through it and all the phases, these top athletes go through it's truly it's, it's a lot it's mm-hmm. a lot so then it at once it becomes maybe only about winning so what what becomes a missing part at some point is it that purpose or is it something else well you know the sports world well i mean i guess any part of the world right but sports <laughs> in particular uh you know you start to become conditioned to the winning losing side of it right i mean what's the what does every athlete set out to do they set out to win But oftentimes, you know, what, what an athlete and anybody else coming up against a competition, right? That can be a competition at work or as you're building your business, right? The winning, we start to create this condition of what the outside world expects of us, right? So we create this external milestone that we're reaching for and reaching for and reaching for. And that is, that is part of the detractor of ease is because we're reaching for something that somebody else or has set or what we think other people want from us. Mm. And so it becomes that winning. I've got to, <laughs> yes, I've got to grab, I got to grab, I got to do what others expect of me, or I have to do yeah. what I believe others expect of me. Yeah. And that's where kind of that detractor kind of comes into play is that winning becomes something that we haven't defined. Is that and, a first, one of the first thing you do with your clients, defining what winning is for them? Yeah. We always start with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. And what does it mean for you to win? Because when we define as an individual, what it means for us to win, that then supports that performance formula of connection, right? I set out, I'm defining what it means for me to win. So I'm connected to it. Mm-hmm. And then the ease of, okay, I'm starting to block out the external expectations or what I've said are the external expectations. And that's when you start to get that ease factor. So that is one of the very first things of working with clients is what does it mean for you to win? If we were to fast forward three, six, 12 months from now, depending on what sport they play and what competition they're going after, what would it mean for you to win outside of a gold medal of the fastest time of standing on top of the podium. Exactly. I love that you added that because, you know, <laughs> I can't imagine them first coming with, okay, I want this and this and this and this achievement. And the same thing happens in business, right? Business plans, business goals, forecasts, whatever you're creating. So entrepreneurs also need a lot of focus and discipline in order for them and, and, and goal setting in order for them to achieve their goals. Yeah. Right? So there is, there is this, there is this connection between wanting to perform at the highest level with a financial direct outcome or with a price or status you're getting with being a top performer. Mm-hmm. So what would you say that, that an entrepreneur can learn from a top athlete? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So much. There's so much correlation between the two. And you just said something about performing at the top of their game. And that's one thing that I work on with athletes as well, is that performance isn't linear. And by that, I mean, right, you can, you can accomplish something one day, you know, that's one of your highest achievements. So you blow your, you blow yourself out of the water for lack of a better term. Yeah. (laughs) And then wake up the next day, expecting that same level of result, or maybe even that same result Yeah. working with athletes and, and even working with entrepreneurs is to say it's not linear, right? You know, that, that um, picture of, you know, we all think success is, 
this kind of linear line from A to B and it's always trending up when really success is all this kind of murkiness and we're going back and forth and we may take a step back or two steps back, right? Kind of that one step forward, two step back kind of mentality or, or realization and working in that same transition of performance isn't linear. What you experience or what you accomplished one day doesn't necessarily mean you'll accomplish it the next. But if you keep showing up, if you have the courage to keep showing up, the commitment to keep taking the actions that you've set out you're going to do as an entrepreneur, right? Because it is is about building the business and is about the long game. In the consistency to have that repeated pattern of even when I'm really uncomfortable, I'm going to show up every day to see what I'm capable of and taking all of those instances together and compiling them and seeing, hey, all of this I've been through is how far I've come. And then being able to use that as the momentum to keep moving forward. Yes, exactly. And how would you say it if I turn it around? What could um, an athlete learn from an entrepreneur? Oh gosh, that is a wonderful question. (laughs) That concept of it's yours to define. I think a lot of times that mindset is, I'm not going to say easier, but it can be maybe a little less challenging to adopt in the entrepreneur world because when you are building a business, you find that sometimes it is just about blocking out the noise that either you see online or social media and just go to your inner core and say, okay, what is my intuition telling me right now that I could do in order to find momentum for myself, right? Yes. And in an athlete, because the world is so conditioned of, well, if you do X, Y, and Z, then you can become you know, LeBron James or Michael Phelps or, you know, whomever name your top athlete. What can be very challenging is taking those moments to listen to your inner intuition and not focus so much on what the outcome could be. Right. Exactly. That's exactly the same with athletes. They're focused on the outcome, instant gratification, and maybe thinking that it's linear. So if they got some results in business, it should always be like that or compounding into more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Like, so there is a lot of com- uh, comparison when it comes to entrepreneurship, I can guess, in uh, being an athlete too. Yeah. Can you tell a little bit more about that and what kind of consequences that has? So it's funny that, you know, a lot of times you'll see some articles about, you know, why businesses hire athletes, you know, because you've got that hard work ethic, you've got that um, resilience and that toughness, that mental toughness. Though I I say as a high performance coach for athletes of using it more about mental resilience versus mental toughness, because oftentimes that idea of tough can prevent athletes from opening up and being a little bit more vulnerable to really root through what's going on and why they're not necessarily achieving the performance level that they want to. Right. And so, you know, you often hear about that. And, you know, I had the opportunity to talk to um, actually a former Olympian gold medal Olympian. And he and I were talking about how, you know, athletes can be overdeveloped in some ways and underdeveloped in others. And so kind of making that shift from overdeveloped in resilience in terms of, being knocked down, getting back up and trying all over again, oftentimes what athletes aren't necessarily adept in is the mental part of that, right? Physically, it's easy to get up and try again, but oftentimes when we don't take the time to root through what goes through our minds, it can keep us um, not performing to the level that we want, right? So when we think about making that transition, there is a great transition But moving from athletes to kind of the business world as an entrepreneur is thinking about how can I get more in tune 
with figuring out how to process the mental side of things. And that's where I think kind of entrepreneurs can kind of really shine in that respect of being, being able to develop that because there isn't all that constant, like get knocked down and get back up, get knocked down and get back up. I mean, again, that's an overdeveloped skill for athletes. I think physically where it can be a detriment is mentally, but I think that's where entrepreneurs and business owners really have an opportunity. They really, I was going to say a leg up. I maybe, I guess maybe a little (laughs) bit more experienced in that respect than athletes. And so, you know, again, that opportunity for athletes in terms of an overdeveloped skill of being on teams, I think oftentimes that can translate to the business world pretty well um, as well in terms of, it isn't just about me reaching my ultimate goal and leaving everybody else behind. It's about how do we kind of experience this as a team and how do we grow and perform together so that as one teammate is reaching their peak performance and inspires others to do the same. Yes, exactly. So leading by example, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit more about, about what, what, what you do exactly to, uh, to get that high performance going on with doing this inner work, right? Yeah. So I break it down into four areas, right? Thinking about it from an athlete's point of view, and this can absolutely be translated to the entrepreneur world is one practice. So when you think about from an athlete's standpoint, every day they're going to practice. And oftentimes practice is a very safe space, meaning they can try anything, they can experiment and whatever happens, happens because it kind of doesn't matter because they always have tomorrow to try again, right? Yeah. So what I work with them on is, okay, let's, what's the practice setting in terms of where are you really shining and where are you running into challenges, but being very conscious of it, right? Because a lot of athletes will just go through practice because it just becomes kind of a mindless thing, but it's really not Yeah, actually figuring out how to adjust and shift and create new pathways, not only physically, but mentally for themselves. They're just not necessarily conscious of it. Yes. So we really dive into the practice side of things. Yes. So then improve, we move, improving the practice process to say so. Yes. And just being super conscious of it because mm-hmm. what happens is, you know, a lot of athletes and I'm, and even entrepreneurs as well, is you kind of just get into a rhythm and you're not necessarily recognizing where you're actually making a ton of advancement. You're just saying to yourself, oh, it just happened. What didn't yeah. just happen? You just are conscious of what you were doing, right? So working with athletes and even entrepreneurs to then be very conscious of it. And then from the next step is pregame before you get to the big competition is really figuring out what are the processes that have allowed you to find that connection to what you're about to face Mm -hmm. and the ease, right? So really scanning not only yourself, but the environment around you of what elements have allowed you to find ease. Yeah. And then come game time competition of, you know, what are you telling yourself? What does that self-talk look like in the moment? And if you find yourself really anxious or nervous or feeling a lot of stress, how do you go back to your pregame ritual and even your practice ritual to figure out how to make a mental shift in the moment? And then the fourth and final stage, which is post-game or recovery which in my opinion is the most important is scanning your process from practice all the way to game time. What worked well, what didn't, and 
intentionally building in mindfulness practices like meditation, like deep breathing to release yourself from the competition. Because oftentimes what athletes will do is carry those emotions high or low with them without processing them and inadvertently create pathways, neuropathways that might actually be a detriment to them later. Yeah, of course. And also it's, there is an energy leak, right, Lauren? Yes. yes. It's a big energy leak. And so you actually get them to measure their results and improve along the way and be very conscious about what it is exactly that they want, but also about their own patterns into going through the process. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So what would you say... Uh, of course, when this happened in 2020, right, you saw this, you had this like great epiphany, right? I, I should, I should really focus on helping these specific people. What kind of pains and objections you have run into during your journey since then with, with clients? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's, well, the pandemic in and of itself has created, well, it's created a a lot everyone but you know really seeing it in athletes in terms of that concept of well do I want to continue to move forward do I want you know that was such a big oh my gosh yes mental because everything was like just shut down so at once they needed to see okay what what if this would stop what if, if this stays for another five years what would I do right yeah. And this concept, it, it's affecting confidence yeah, in terms absolutely. of how am I showing up in um, not only for myself, but for my team within the competition and that concept of isolation going through that, you know, has really kind of shaken the inner core of some athletes to, to really figure out who am I now? How do I continue to move forward when all of the little things that I'll say as an, as me growing up as an athlete took for granted in terms of team dinners and riding to competitions together. Those are starting to slowly come back, but they created a huge, as you yeah. said, energy leak yeah. with the athletes in terms of, oh my goodness, I'm isolated. When before my team was my family, my deep friends, and now I can't see them. I can't interact with them. And we're slowly seeing that, but, but a lot of it truly is like the two biggest themes. If I had to do, if I had to boil them down are confidence and resilience. Yes, exactly. So things are opening up again, thank God. So there is some movement when it comes to this. So when would you say, do you have maybe a story that you can share about a client and how this inner work to improve the outer game to say, so has improved, uh, by being, by working on their resilience and by working on all these inner points when it comes to their performance. Yeah. So I was actually working with a young football player and um, he found himself shaken by the game. You know, his, his first experience in the, the sport was with a team, you know, he, he went out when he was, oh gosh, let's see. Sometimes I do work with younger athletes. So he was about nine, maybe 10 years old. Mm, and I love yeah. it. <laughs> so, um, he was, he went out for football, really excited, um, really wanting, really ready to go. And unfortunately what happened is he was paired with a coach who tended to tear him down. 
Yeah, they, so, they can be quite, quite harsh, right? Because it's all about the outer game, nothing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The the emphasis, that's a great point. The emphasis was about the outer game. Yeah. And so the athlete was really struggling to figure out, okay, where does he fit in? He was struggling to figure out where his mind really was. And, you know, there were times when he truly understood the game, but the, if he made a wrong play or, you know, didn't maybe necessarily execute the play to the full extent, it was more of what the hell were you doing out there versus, you know, what was running through your mind, right? You know, what can we work on moving forward that would, that would support you to be more effective, right? Whatever the case yeah. is. So he ended that year and was really shaken. He, he, he didn't know that if he wanted to, to work moving forward and, and, you know, I was working with the parents at the same time to really understand, they knew that he wanted to play. They knew he was a gifted yeah. um, football player in terms of how do we continue to move forward? Well, it just so happens that he moved schools in between those two years and he bravely decided to try out for the football team again and found a coach who was really nurturing. Yeah. My work with him was more about figuring out how to approach each game. And so what we did is we broke it down because a football game can be very overwhelming, right? There's play after play after play, and each play is different. They've got to figure out where they fit into the lineup, all that stuff. So one of the biggest benefits to him was a question that we came up with. He found himself getting psyched out every time he came to the line. Yeah. He would would be nervous that someone would yell at him or you know, it just compounded all that emotion compounded into, into him. Yeah. Yeah. His confidence was shaken. Yeah. Simply speaking, his confidence was shaking. So what we came up with was a question that he could ask himself every time he stepped up to the line, Mm -hmm. how can I show up to the best of my ability for this play? And he repeated that to himself every time he got into the game. And what that allowed him to do was to compartmentalize what just happened to say, okay, whatever that play was, I did what I was supposed to do, or maybe I messed up. doesn't matter. It's in the past. I put it behind me. How then do I show up to the best of my performance right now? And as I worked with him, it allowed him to alleviate that pressure and build his confidence incrementally so that by the end of the season, he made one of the biggest interceptions in the play and scored for a touchdown in one of the playoff games. So you started to see his confidence come back when he took it literally one play at a time. Yes. Amazing. And it's all about confidence in the end, right? Right. Confidence in the energy. So when it comes to high performance, um, what, what would you tell yourself? Like if you would have to go back to your 20 years old self, what kind of lesson would you bring her right now? Yeah. I love that question is the outcome does not determine your worth. That is a pretty big statement. And in terms of right, not relying on the outcome to determine who and what you are, but finding that worth internally and going back to what we were talking about before of that's why it's part of the process. We work on, well, what does winning mean to you? Because then that helps reinforce the worth concept to the athlete moving forward, that it doesn't have to do with your gold medals or your best times or your best placement. It's all about how you've defined winning and how that ties to your why and your purpose, your passion and your connection. I love that. And what, what would you say that uh, the best advice you ever gotten is for yourself? Just show up as you. <laughs> That's probably the best. And, and, and it's so simple, but, you know, oftentimes, again, and it, as, a, as an athlete, it was always, 
the expectation that I needed to show up as someone else in order to perform to the best of my ability. But Mm -hmm. oftentimes when I literally, you know, let go and allowed my unique energy, not only to show up, but flow through me without inhibition, that's when I performed my highest. And, you know, even working with athletes now, and then in my own entrepreneurial journey of just show up as yourself, block out the noise of who you think you should be or why you think you should be that way or the expectations you've made up that others hold for you. Mm, That's so profound. Simply allow your energy to show up. It is. And this is important for everybody listening. Like no matter what you do or where you're going, (laughs) where you've been, that's amazing advice. So I can imagine that, for example, a lot of athletes, top athletes and athletes just think they need a coach and they might not be aware what kind of benefits it is to have a high performance coach that is working with your energy, emotions and, and resilience, right? To do the inner game. So if you were the only one, Lauren, mm-hmm. standing on this big, huge stage in, front, stage in front of the world, and you are here to explain to these people who don't know what kind of benefits it does have to look within to improve your outer game and to win, what would it be? That's a great question. And this actually came up in another discussion I was having. I, I was asked by someone, well, what if someone just, what if an athlete just wants to be a better hitter or, um, you know, in terms of baseball or a better thrower in terms of football, whatever the case may be. And my message was, it's just not that simple, right? You know, the, the, the idea of becoming better technique or skill wise is directly linked to what is going on internally. They haven't yet reached the level of hitting or throwing that they want because of what is going on internally that either they are conscious of, but most often are unconscious of. It's those thoughts and those patterns that our brain developed over time so that it didn't have to think so much and always come to something new. It's those patterns that actually keep the outer game from reaching the level an athlete wants. And so that's why I always say it's so important that if you want to win, go within. And again, that that idea of winning being more about what you term internally versus what the the outside world expects of you. And so that's why I go deeper and deeper and deeper into this message of, you know, I had one time, well, what practical advice can you give a coach to just talk to an athlete, you know, in the middle of the game, if they're, you know, drowning for lack of a better term. And I said, well, there can be practical approaches, but all of that pre-work has to be done before we get to the competition to really understand not only what's going through the mind of the athlete, but what's going through the mind of the coach at that time and create a relationship of trust and understanding and empathy so that by the time you get into the moment, there isn't a ton of time to talk in the middle of the game. That relationship already exists Mm. to then figure out what would be practical for both the coach and the athlete. And so continuing to have this message that the technical skill, because that's always kind of what the entry fee is for lack of a better term. Yeah. All of that comes from what goes on up here. 
It is, it is. And also like really taking it up the next levels, right? You need an expanded mindset and, and think and feel in the best way possible in order for you to push uh, through that upper limits as a, as an athlete or even as a business owner. Mm -hmm. So I know you do many facets when it comes to coaching, right? So you help athletes directly, but you also help parents of athletes. You also have help coaches that coach athletes, right? So mm -hmm. can you tell a little bit more about that and also how people can get in touch with you? Yeah. Well, that actually came out the, the, idea of supporting the coaches and parents actually came from my um, corporate days. And, you know, when I set out this journey of to really focus on athletes, what happened is that I found myself really focused on either high school athletes or sometimes even younger, as I described. And so the opportunity of, well, wait a minute, if I'm working directly with the athlete, there's got to be a level of support from those around them to help reiterate this concept. And it goes back to my corporate days of when I was creating manager development programs, let's say for mid-level managers of really having the employees know what was going on. So the, the manager could kind of reinforce the day-to-day -day job application with the employees, but then also bringing the manager's manager or leader into the equation exactly. so that they could yeah. reinforce from the high, the, you know, the level above. And so that's where the it's idea team of, effort, right, Lauren? Exactly. And that's where the idea of, if, you know, really focusing on athletes to truly optimize their performance of bringing in the two most important support systems to them, the coach and the parent, and working with those two uh, populations as well to support the athlete in kind of a triangle, right? If you keep the, put the athlete on top and then have the coach and parent as a support system, then you're really, I, you're optimizing the trifecta there and, and not only optimizing it, but supporting each of them in their own challenges as well that may, they may not otherwise have an outlet to address. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. So yeah, sorry, I was so soaked into your story. <laughs> that happens sometimes, guys. So um, where can people find you if they want to find out more about what it is you, you can do for them? Yeah, so um, visit my website. It's uh, laurenammon.com. Mm -hmm. And actually, if you visit um, laurenammon.com forward slash guaranteed win, there's actually a free download you can, um, anyone can utilize, whether the athlete, the coach or the parent to identify what does winning mean for them as they go up to their next competition. So that's a really useful tool. Setting um, the strong foundation. I love it. I love it, Lauren. So the last question, what is the number one question that nobody ever asked you, but you would love to answer? That is a Wonderful question. I'm a big proponent of passion and drive and the question of what is it that gets you out of bed every single morning mm. to continue to do what you do? I love that. And what is it, Lauren? <laughs> yeah. And I, I was just about to say, for me, it, it truly is that concept of it's rooted in being so in love with swimming as an athlete. And understanding how that shaped not only who I was, but who I have become and really unraveling the, it wasn't because I was a swimmer. It's what swimming or being an athlete allowed me to realize about myself that everything that I was born to do was rooted in being able to bring that forward as a swimmer. 
I love that. I hope you love the tube, guys. And uh, make sure you reach out to Lauren. It's amazing. She has great energy. And we will level up next week in the vault. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Vault. Respect for showing up and creating your next stage of life and business. If you like this episode, I invite you to dive deeper and stay. The S stands for subscribe and share. Make a screenshot right now and pay it forward and send this to five friends who can benefit from this value. The T stands for try and transform. Try the technique, at least until the next episode. The A stands for action. Action creates success. Don't stay a student when you have a code. You should try to open the vault. And finally, the Y stands for you. This is about the most valuable asset of the vault and life in general. The one and only authentic you. So if this was your code, please comment and help the vault grow. Hashtag unlocked, hashtag next level, hashtag dive deeper. And see you next week to level up again.